Hey, Brenna. Hi, Maureen. Um, apologies if you hear, like, okay. mad scrambling and rustling. Hobbits just decided five minutes before we started recording that um, he's just going to be absolutely uh, unhinged. Um, I think it's because the full moon was yesterday. Um, uh, I mean, a storm, uh, so maybe he, he, it's a delayed reaction because the storm. It was, it was weird. It was the <laughs> lightning came first, so I thought it was heat lightning at first. Um Mm-hmm. But then the thunder came and the rain. Um, but, okay, I do have a cute story to share before we get into. Okay. I was on my walk today, and once the weekend, I like going longer and on a longer route, because there's uh, horses and chickens on this, like, one specific loop, but it's, like, a five-mile walk, uh, so I can only really do it during the weekend when I have time. And as I was coming around the side, I'm, like, two miles from my house, like, I'm almost done with the walk, but I'm... I'm past like the midpoint but i'm still i would say more like a mile to my house and i see these two girls with a lemonade stand and i I, like checked my pockets as if i had my wallet i but i definitely didn't have my (laughs) wallet but i was just like wow when are you guys staying and it was already like one and they're like oh it's like two two thirty and i was like cool i'll be back i promise and uh there was an adult uh behind them uh, so like it was, it was all good. So I, I rushed as quick as I could back home. Went, got ten dollars in quarters because I didn't have any bills, and rushed back. And they, I got two cups of lemonade and a bag of Oreos. Uh, each, each was fifty cents, and the lemonade had a lemon wedge in it. It was oh, that's really fancy. Yeah, the Oreos were pretty melted, but it's also like ninety degrees, so. It, yeah, so uh, I g- standard. I gave them the full ten dollars in quarters because I was like, "Here you go." Um, and the, I don't have any use for quarters anymore. I don't leave the house. Yeah, and also I, I, they did have other customers there when I showed up, so I was just I was worried they didn't have. Yeah. I want I wanted to give them more than just like a dollar fifty because like what if they didn't have any more customers? Like that's like the worst thing. They only they they did all of that like and wait. Oh, did it cost like fifty cents each? Yeah, it was fifty cents for a glass, and I got okay. two glasses, and then fifty cents for the three cookies. So it was. Okay. I thought I thought it was like a, a buck fifty for a glass, and I'm like, wow, lemonade no, prices have no, really have gone uh, up at these I, stands. I got like the combo. My day. <laughs> I got like the combo because I was still. I had just finished my walk, and I'd like finished my water, so I was still pretty thirsty. Um... And I, I didn't, I, they had done a handmade sign. I did, I saw the cookies once I got closer. I was like, whoa, cookies? Heck yeah. So it was a, it was a good business deal. And the lemon nice. wedge, honestly, they're probably losing money unless they have a lemon tree. But <laughs> so I didn't mind over tipping by like 500%. <laughs> well, I, uh, I solved the bread pudding mystery. Hmm. I was wondering I, okay, bread, bread, bread pudding resolution. I'm ready. All right. So I was, I went to work the next day, and I'm like, I asked my boss. I'm like, is that yours? And she's like, no, I know who it is. Um, so I guess this old man was a favorite customer of Dora, and he'd bring Dora bread pudding. Dora hasn't worked there since Christmas. Oh. Which, yeah, but it, it's very sweet. But you could work on your delivery, dude. 
Like, he didn't know her name, and he was just like, here, take this bread. Like, oh, I bring this bread pudding for somebody every month or something. Nothing. No explanation. Just here's some bread pudding. Maybe he and doesn't- And it had raisins, and I'm not about that. Well, I wonder- It wasn't if, bad. I wonder if possibly he may have, like, Alzheimer's or some sort of dementia situation. Maybe he doesn't remember Dora's name. He just remembers that she worked there or works there. I don't know how old this man was and how, if he was on his own. So maybe he just like... He was on his own. Okay. I mean, you know what? Maybe he just, maybe he's like in the habit of like making it every, what day was this? Yeah. It was... Uh, this was like a Sunday? Yeah. Maybe like every Saturday every he Sunday, makes his bread pudding. Time. And he's like, ah, crap, I always make too much. And, you know, maybe he's just like, oh yeah, Dor- Dora will enjoy it. <laughs> But he's apparently he br- he brought it to her a lot. My boss was like, "It's pretty good bread pudding." But like I said, they put he put raisins in it. Yeah, raisins. So are you gotta a real eat around the killer. raisins. I hate the raisins. I hate raisins. <sighs> so what you reading? Nothing new. Oh my god. The same things in fan fictions. I'm sorry. <laughs> I like went out of my okay. Well, I'm reading. Um, uh 100 demons by linda berry um oh that's on my shelf yeah it's super it's a very good um i'm enjoying the like uh chapter covers because it's basically um like a collage sort of method but with her own drawings and like uh origami it's very have you read it i think i've read some of it yeah it's it's a solid read. It's it's something you don't have to read all at once because it's basically like vignettes. I'm enjoying it so far. Excellent. Are you ready? I'm ready. Because I'm Emberheart. And I'm Tangletongue. And this is Warrior Cats. What is that? Last time, we were attacked by a hawk, but we were okay. In um, it was an eagle, but oh, sorry, it was an eagle. Sorry, get my birds. Yeah, all get your birds mixed, straight. Uh, mixed up. Um, sorry. Uh, we uh had like a little bit of conflict between the siblings, where uh, uh Feathertail's like a uh, crowpot isn't the worst. And everyone's like, mm, you're wrong. But, uh, but cause he's the most pushover pushover that ever pushovered. Um, oh my gosh, he is. Uh, he was just like, yeah, no, you're fine. Actually, you're good. Um, and, uh, I, I, I tried to give, um, Hawk Frost, like, <laughs> right. the benefit of the doubt. Like, I really, I would, I haven't, like, really thought at all about him besides like oh he's hot and has pretty eyes like that's like and and i was like well yeah he did that like kind of like he was kind of like a jerk at the gathering but like who hasn't been a jerk at the gathering yeah it's a rite of passage yeah it's and the gathering's like kind of the time where people are arguing and bragging which are not like nice things like (laughs) bragging can be nice but it's rarely 
like not in front of your enemies <laughs> so or your peers i should say um we just made three new warriors to beat you guys up later yeah they're really buff and cool uh but yeah i gave him the benefit of the doubt because i was like well we don't really know him and then he immediately and then we really got to know him <laughs> and, but then i was like oh my oh my goodness gross his dad is is uh tiger star and yeah and i was i got stuck on the claw part i was trying to work my way backwards because i was like bramble claw you can just call him tiger claw star i know i i got i got caught up on the claw part that's why i stuttered but um i figured that out like five seconds before our main character did which is um pretty good because i we really pretty good. other than like him being like handsome and looking like a cat we knew there weren't like too many i think there weren't too many hints there's there was probably maybe some context in the book i maybe well, i mean you know he was like oh like oh our mother told us about tiger star and it's like why would yeah she? but i'm saying like that scene like that was the scene yeah. that like revealed it there yeah i yeah because usually i think when I think there's a reveal in a book, I think it's good when there's, like, enough definite, like, there's enough suggestion early on that it leads you to that. And I think this book did that by being like, he looks like someone. They didn't really tell you much more than that, so maybe it wasn't great, but they kind of were like, it's not going to be like yeah. a, it's not a twist, it's a reveal. And I, I yeah. don't like books that rely, I, I don't like any media that relies so heavily on, like, twists. I'm, I think I've t- talked about this before, but I'm like, if you can't spoil a movie, and I still can't enjoy it, then why do, Why am I even going to watch it? Like, I think there's a time yeah. and a place, like, mysteries, thrillers, horror, that's fair, because the shock value yeah. or something, but um, I, I don't think good stories have to depend on not being able to guess the ending. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's nice that our pro tag actually figured it out, because I don't know if you remember back in Forest of Secrets, book three, (laughs) Firestar was just like, wow, Mistyfoot and Stonefur look so much like Bluestar. If cats can look alike, surely they can get along. And then he goes to Bluestar and he's like, I think there were two kits stolen from ThunderClan. (laughs) And she's like, oh, so you figured out Mistyfoot and Stonefur are my son and and daughter. And he's like, what? I did not. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. I I do appreciate that we actually have a, a, a protag. I would say of all the protagonists we've had, I think um, um, Leaf, Leaf Paw is probably one of the more intelligent ones. Maybe more one of the... Mm-hmm. She's more uh, insightful. Um, I think that's yes. partially because she has to be. And also she's... Yes, as a medicine cat. She spends... She's less, I wouldn't say she's, like, antisocial, but she definitely spends more time in her head than the other mm-hmm. cat. I mean, they spend time in their head with their anxiety, but they're they're pushed to action, and they usually have to do stuff, versus she has to observe and react. Mm-hmm. She she acts her own way. Like, I'm not saying she doesn't, like, do stuff. Oh, she yeah, no, definitely. went to Win Clan. But and she's to- supposed to be, yeah, she's supposed to be attuned to her clan's, yeah. her clanmates' needs. Anyway, um, I, I was kind of curious, where are we in the book? Um, we're about to start chapter seven. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
But, uh, do you remember where we left off our journeying cats? Because they kind of all fell off a cliff. Right, we are drowning. We are drowning. Yeah, we're drowning. Uh, alright. We'll it's no big deal. We've, are, we've been drowning, like, a lot this book. We kind of have been, haven't we? Well, Stormfur opens his eyes. He's too exhausted to move. He's laying on a wet rock beside a pool of churning black water. Feathertail, squirrel paw. A faint over here sounds from squirrel paw splayed <laughs> out beside him. Okay, she says squirrel, she's got to sleep. Squirrel paws accounted for. Closes her eyes. <laughs> Bramble claws beyond them stretched limply, but looking up at the sky and breathing. Okay, that's good. And Crowpaw is on Stormfur's other side. And for a horrifying moment, he thinks the apprentice is dead. But then sees the faint rise and fall of his flank. Yeah. I mean, oh, okay. <laughs> he doesn't see Feathertail or Tawny Pelt and gets up in a panic. But on the other side of the pool, he sees Feathertail helping Tawny Pelt up onto a rock. Stormfur thanks Starclan that they all made it. Yeah, that's good. It would have been pretty lame to have one of them die just from drowning. Yeah, that would have been really lame. Well, they need to find shelter because they are vulnerable here. But they are so exhausted. Stormfur can't even move. As his senses begin to return to him, he noticed they were laying in a bowl of rock. The sun is coming out, and Stormfur drags himself to a patch of it. He thinks he sees a flash of movement. Then another. They're being watched. By the hawk? He tells Brambleclaw to look. Brambleclaw lifts his head, then lays down again, and says he didn't see anything. <laughs> he didn't even try! <laughs> Dude. Oh. Stormfur sees more movement, and he is his friends couldn't defend themselves yeah they're all like half drowned about to like if they haven't already passed out they've passed out right wow they're just fresh pickings a gray brown shape detached from the rocks and starts towards them is is our is the she didn't come with us right midnight no okay It'd be, it'd be cool if she was just following them the whole time, being like, wow, okay, I didn't think I needed to, like, make sure you guys got home, like, alive, but apparently we can't even, like, climb a mountain. I don't really know why. You didn't have to climb a mountain, but you, you tried it, and now you're drowning. Bye. <laughs> well, it's a cat. Oh. And mountain another cat. joins them. <gasps> and cats. another. It's a whole group. They settled at the edge of the pool, staring at the half-drowned travelers. <laughs> hey guys, Stormfur. we pro <coughs> we promise we're like we're really scary when we're not dead. <laughs> yeah, when we're not all half dead. Stormfur had never seen cats like this before. They were one color, a gray-brown with dull, flat fur. But then, he realizes that they are covered in mud, 
helping them blend in and hiding their pelt colors. What were you hoping for? I was hoping they were hairless. No, sorry, Brenna. You haven't you haven't earned your hairless cave cat yet. Okay, I'm sorry. Stormfur sits up. He pokes Squirrelpaw and tells her to get up slowly and don't say anything. <laughs> that's a big when ask Squirrelpaw for Miss Squirrelpaw. <laughs> that's, that's a lot. When Squirrelpaw notices the cats, she tries to scramble up, alarm in her eyes. And her movement causes Brambleclaw to spring to its paws. <laughs> Stormfur manages to get up and go beside him, thankful to have the strong ThunderClan warrior with him as they face danger. Love those boys. Yeah. Brambleclaw tells Feathertail and Tawnypelt to come over here now. Tawnypelt's like, I, you too, I would rather... Crowpaw's not even conscious. Tawnypelt's like, it's fine. Honestly, if this is how I go, it's how I go. I've been through so much these past, like, day. Like, this past two days yeah. have been the worst for me. I don't know why. I didn't... I know I was chosen, but Stormfur, you can take my place. I'm done. Like, just join Shadow Clan. You've, you you have enough. Like, honestly, it, it, that, that would solve all your problems. Just join Shadow Clan, and then you don't have to worry about being an outsider, because you will be. Shadow Clan also tried to kill them. Exactly. He'll be right at home. <laughs> Blackstar literally killed Stonefur. Perfectly at home. Oh my Excuse god. Alright. Crowpaw, for once, doesn't even argue. He just helps Feathertail support Tawny Pelt to stand with the group. They bunch together to stare at the strange cats. Stormfur is curious, despite knowing that they are too exhausted to defend themselves. These strangers look like no other cat he's ever known. And he has the fleeting hope that maybe they'd help them. But they are trespassing, so they probably shouldn't expect that. The first cat approaches and studies them carefully. It would be, like, pretty harsh of them to be like, but, uh, trespasser, where they literally didn't really try. They just honestly drowned their- they, like, splash- splash their way into wherever they are. We came from the sky! We didn't mean to! It was actually the opposite of what we wanted. The first cat approaches and studies them carefully, and then comes up to Stonefur and studies him carefully. He barely spares a glance to the other cats. A tabby she-cat steps forward. Is this the one? she asks eagerly. They speak the same language as the clan cats, but the accent is different. She comes to her clanmate's side and asks if if this is what they've hoped for. The other cat whips around and tells her, Silence, Brooke. He then turns back Brooke. to Stonefur. That's just a regular asks, name. Huh? Brooke. That's just like a regular name. He then turns back to Stonefur and asks who he is and if he's traveled far. Squirrelpaw answers, yes. They've come a long way. Can you help us? Brambleclaw tells her to be careful. And he tells the cats that they are travelers trying to cross the mountains. They aren't looking for trouble. But if they are enemies, they can fight. Which, I mean, like, yeah, I wouldn't say you can't, but like right now, it would be um, impressive if you could even stand upright. 
Yeah. The cat narrows his eyes. He says they have no wish for fighting. Their journey has brought them to the tribe of rushing water. Ooh. The tabby she-cat pipes up that they are welcome if they come in friendship, and her eyes glow as she looks at Stormfur. Midnight had mentioned cats that lived in tribes. She had not mentioned that they would encounter them. Does I mean, that mean they weren't dangerous? It's not like she knew she you guys had... were going to fall. <laughs> if she did, that's so well, funny of her. <laughs> well, she did say that their path was laid out for them. Did that mean they were destined to meet the tribe? Hmm. Another cat comes up, looking at Stonefur with gleaming eyes. He says, come on, Craig, we should take this one to Stoneteller. Yes! The return of Here Craig! Where's Jeremy? Craig? Where's Scott? Where's Jerry? Well, we have... So far we have Craig and Brooke. I know, they're all water names. I know that they're both, no. like, I know both of these names are other, like, uh, words for moving water but i'd like to think that it's like brook with an e and craig spelled c-r-a-i-g <laughs> and you know what you're just listening so it can be that yes <laughs> what brambleclaw asks stepping forward they aren't taking Stonefur anywhere without them i can't believe Stonefur's the, the messiah of like a random like just happenstance. <laughs> like, how inconvenient can you be? He's like, I have my own thing I'm trying to do. Uh, and also, I'll... wait, he wasn't even the chosen one. Of I'm not the... supposed to be here. Yeah, he, he's like, I didn't even mean to come on. I mean, like, I did mean to come on this, but, like, I didn't have to. I'm doing this for I wasn't supposed to. And so you're, and you're telling me I'm, like, the chosen one? Like, this is great. I love the attention. I deserve it because... Um, I don't at all believe in myself, but also, I am the worst choice. <laughs> no, Craig motions- Crowpaw would be worst choice. Well, yes, that's true. Craig motions the other cat back, which makes Brambleclaw relax. He introduces himself and says they want to travel in peace. The cat bows his head and stretches out one paw. He says his name is Craig Where Eagles Nest. Okay. Um, I, yeah. Okay, so I, when we first said the word tribe, I was going to say something, yep. but I want to, like, clar clarify this. I am a white person. We are both white people. Yes. Um, I just, I, tribe in America, in the U.S. specifically, and in Canada, I should say, no, actually in all of America, is a word that usually connotates, like, Native Americans. And now that I hear these folks, like, full name, I'm getting a little bit uncomfortable yep. with the, um... Yep. I'm just, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that, uh, this group is not depicted savagely or less, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, what's cultured or, you know, defined as our regular clan cats. Um, but we'll have to see. Uh, I'm also not the person to 
hopefully like point out these things because I am white, but I'm sure that there are native and indigenous someone fans of the series who have written up. Yes, somebody, I need to find something somebody wrote up about it that was really good explaining. And throughout, we're going to find a lot more issues with this. Okay. They're British. They can't help but colonize. Yeah, I I guess, like, I'm I'm aiming to, like, the writing's a little bit on the wall here. I'm not, I'm I'm a little bit concerned about how this is about to be. I'm afraid for this is not going to be respectful in any way. So, um, just yeah, any... I wouldn't say they're depicted as like any lesser. Okay. I don't. I don't know. It's no, that's not true. Oh, oh crap! We'll okay. be talking about this for a while. All right. Well, we are going to. Um, I guess the best we can say us here at Warrior Cats was that we are going to do our best to be respectful of indigenous and native folks when we discuss this um and if there are any native or indigenous folks listening who want to send us emails you can always contact us um but i will be then including um content warnings uh for uh these episodes just because uh okay you know um it's it's not necessarily you know but if you're someone who doesn't necessarily want to constantly be reminded about how your culture is portrayed in media maybe you want to skip these ones (laughs) maybe you knew when we got to this book you're like crap so i'm really sorry if this is gonna ruin anyone's enjoyment um it's really not fair um and i'm yeah we'll do our best to treat this respectfully but uh just know we don't we don't ally so, uh, ally ourselves with how this is. Yeah, we don't necessarily uh condone this whole thing. Yeah. So, we'll try I'll to say speak like in- the tribe is super cool, but yeah, some of the situations we find ourselves in with them is kind of like, ooh, do we really have to do like the kind of like a white savior thing with like uh oh, the clan cats like, ooh. Ooh. Yeah, because I, I was kind of like, earlier when we mentioned that there were tribe cats, I was like, oh, it's just like a synonym. I was hoping it was just going to be used as like a synonym for another like group of cats. Yeah. Like, didn't um, we all? You know, I was I was like, what are other, like coven? That, that doesn't really, like, uh, what are other like things for like not nomadic groupings of people? Well, non-nomadic groupings of people. So, um, yeah. The city-state. <laughs> This is the city-state cats. Um, this is the city-state of mountains. Hello. So, um, yeah. So we'll just. I, I will we'll say I'm not. Along. I am not nearly as educated enough to really speak on this, which is why I'm we're kind. I'm kind of dancing around the subject because I don't want to speak over uh, native or indigenous voices. Um, so yeah, Maureen will will link that resource that you are mentioning. You've read if before. I can find it. Hopefully, we can find know. it. If anyone knows, it was a while about, ago that I read this. Yeah, if anyone knows about good, any good write ups from Native or Indigenous folks who are warrior, uh, warrior fans who have read the warrior books, uh, please feel free to send an email because we we want everyone to be educated and we also want to reduce harm where we can. All right, ready? Yeah. So the tabby she-cat also stretches out a paw. So this is really cute. They have, like, a little greeting where they, like, stretch I, their paw. I like, was gonna hey. say, I was like, are they, like, are they doing a little handshake? Or are they doing, like, a little pat-pat? 
because they don't really they can't really shake yeah. hands the way we do so they kind of like fist bumping <laughs> i think they're just they're just putting their hand up like hey oh like oh, like, like a the, wave like almost the Nico cat they're or like the lucky cat yeah they're like what up and she introduces herself as brook where small fish swim craig looks past brambleclaw to stonefur and asks his name stonefur introduces himself and he's uncomfortable with the fascination they seem to have with him. Stormfur, Craig repeats. Squirrelpaw introduces herself, breaking that weird, weird tension that we've got building here. Yeah, I am interested in their naming conventions if they have something similar, because, you know, having Squirrelpaw there, I wonder if, like, how they get their name. I don't know if that's explored at all. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna, we're definitely gonna see, like, the uh differences and the similarities between you know the clan cats and the tribes customs i also like that they have um they've uh they have camouflage that's pretty yeah, smart that's super cool especially yeah. i don't we haven't really explored it but uh the reason i thought uh they could be uh hairless until they mentioned the fur was like uh a one way to avoid sunburn if you don't have any uh like yeah covering is to put mud on your body so i was like oh they have mud on their bodies too. and then you it, that was immediately dashed so i'm so sorry yeah i had to cross it's okay I'm, I'm curious as to why they do it i suppose it would help them keep cool maybe but i think it's mostly for camouflage for camouflage okay they're up in the mountains pretty cold i suppose i don't see a lot of like, actual yeah. cats doing that since cats are pretty clean animals yeah and i mean i mean you know it's, we it's have the eagles cats. i can so they can what well we have the eagles that will oh, hunt cats supposedly in these mountains so they're so. making okay that all right yeah blend into those rocks yo well crowpaw introduces himself and feathertail introduces herself and tawny pelt she asks if they can help her her shoulder is badly injured Brambleclaw glares, not happy that she reveals a weakness, but Crowpaw steps forward to defend her. This clan could have a medicine cat to help them. Craig says that their words are strange, but they'll help. <laughs> and I would say, like, these, they haven't, uh, immediately attacked them, so I don't, I don't think Tawny Pelt's necessarily in the wrong to be like, so... Feathertail. Yeah. Oh. Feathertail's like, hey, your sister's kind of, like, dying uh, here i misheard you i thought tawny pelt said but that makes more sense that feathertail was like hey help this uh person because no way tawny pelt would ever reveal a weakness yeah tawny pelt would never <laughs> okay um yeah well, well Crow- i think so far so good they haven't immediately tried to kill us so yeah well crowpaw asks how far they're going and he stands on shaky legs brooke says they won't go far Stormfur says they can't do much else. They need to rest. And he doesn't mention Craig's penetrating gaze. Any cat would stare if he found six half-drowned strangers in his territory. Right? <laughs> He's like, I'm not used to being checked out this hard. Like, usually it's like a glance or like a like a, a sly comment. Am I, am I hot? Guys, am I hot? Have, have I not been? It's like, they're like half of us are your sibling well one of us is your sibling and the other two are like yes yes but heck (laughs) well craig leads them around the edge of the pool and then disappears 
behind the waterfall. Nice. Brooke tells him that it's... Yeah! Brooke tells him that it's the path of rushing water. It's safe. The climb is very hard on all of them, and Twenty Pelt almost slips back into the pool, but Brooke darts forward to steady her. Behind the waterfall was a gaping, dark hole. I'm not going in there, Squirrelpaw announces. <laughs> Squirrelpaw! <laughs> Squirrelpaw just goes, nope, nope. Well, Brambleclaw reassures her that she'll be fine, and Craig insists that there's no danger. Stormfur takes the lead, feeling the spray of the waterfall on his fur. It's a huge cave, with walls stretching nearly to the top of the waterfall. And he can smell many more strange cats. Craig waves them farther into the cave. Squirrelpaw mutters that she doesn't like this. How will they know what they'll find in there? Brambleclaw says they won't, but they need to face it. Everything on this journey is for a reason, and they owe it to the clans to see it through. Stormfur agrees, adding that they never thought it would be easy. Crowpaw pushes through them, telling them to get on with it. Stormfur okay. follows the <laughs> Stormfur follows with the others behind him. Quietly, here he hears Tawny Pelt mew. Starflame will be with us, even here. Want to hit us with a cat fact? Sure. Good day, everyone, and welcome to the Cat Fact Art Gallery. It is I, your wonderful host, Tangle Tongue, and her wonderful uh, counterpart, co-host, and <laughs> favorite person for now, Ember Hunt. <laughs> We here at the Cat Fact Art Gallery uh, took at least three art history courses, but we are not art historians. We're just doing our best. And we will be describing today's art piece, but we have provided a link down in the description of this episode. We'll continue to describe it for anyone who needs the description rather than the visual. Today's art piece is... Well, it actually doesn't have a title, because um, it's- a, What day is it, Kevin? It is, uh, a- I'm going- we're going to be actually looking at a contemporary artist, Vanessa Stockard, um, who is known on the internet in general as a creator of Kevin, and you may be familiar with, uh, her work. Uh, I'm gonna describe the piece now. So this is a black square, um, it's entirely, like, a- uh, not entirely like flat black, it's a painted black, so there's some variation in the hues. Uh, but in the middle of this piece, there is a gilded opulent chair um, that has gold trimmings and uh, fine wood as sides, and it has a plush uh, cushion on the seat and on the back and on the armrests, and it's sort of a pink opalescent uh, pearl uh, colored, and to like the right hand side but a little, a little bit in the right front there is um pretty much just the smallest cat you can imagine a small black cat with a uh tutor like ruff and big yellow eyes and he's just he is so small and he's kind of uh nondescript so and he is casting a shadow and he is sitting there and that is kevin so i love him for those who don't know 
Kevin the Kitten is the creation of Vanessa Stockard, who is an Australian painter. Kevin has been featured in Vanessa's recreations or Stockard's recreations of famous art pieces and her own pieces. So you have probably seen out on the internet and maybe not credited, unfortunately, like recreations of famous art pieces like the Virgin and the Unicorn with just like a random black cat with yellow eyes and a ruff uh, just there. Um, she's put him in multiple different famous pieces, uh, like, um, Mona Lisa has been holding, uh, Kevin, um, and a little bit about the artist. So this is a contemporary artist. She's still living. You can follow her. I have listed her Instagram. Um, I'm following her on Instagram right now. Art is featured. Um, but a little bit about Vanessa. She was born in Sydney, Australia in 1975. Uh, growing up, she often uh, drew, and her mother and her grandmother were both painters, and that exposed her to the fine art world, uh, mainly through books, and it wasn't until she was like a teenager that she was able to drive and go to um, art museums and galleries. Uh, she did graduate in 1998 with a BFA from the College of Fine Arts in Sydney. Um, she spent 20 years experimenting, and has recently found her internet fame and artistic claim with her uh, renditions of Kevin and whatever painting he decides he wants to show up in. Um, she likes to focus on framing in her work and enjoys paying homage to famous paintings by recreating them, uh, often with Kevin involved, to sort of put her own twist on it. Um, it's a time-honored tradition in painters to recreate work, um, and it's just a way of her adding her own little bit to it. Yeah. Um, and so... You may wonder, does Kevin have a real-world counterpart? Yes and no. Uh, growing up, Stockard had a black Manx cat who was, quote, pretty scratchy. Uh, but the image of Kevin came from, quote, I saw an old stock in the studio and thought, that's a kitten. It wasn't. But that wasn't important. That's a kitten, and its name is Kevin. Logical. Unquote. <gasps> So she has experimented. She had a different um, cat, a great Persian named Satan, who's also been featured in some of her work. Um, and you can find a lot of it. I've linked um, more of her work and more places you can find it here. But yeah, that is Vanessa Stockard. She is actively still creating work. I highly suggest following her. You've probably seen her artwork around, probably uncredited. So you should definitely give her a follow if you uh, like her work which i definitely do i appreciate yes. uh it's it's hilarious what she does um and she posts where her art is featured and she recently collaborated with a fashion brand so oh. uh, yeah the fashion brand is called uh paul and joe paris so which which she commented she's like i'm a very unfashionable person but hey there we go <laughs> it works it just works <laughs> beautiful oh god i love kevin the kitten yeah i love uh, i love kevin the kitten even more now knowing that he is based off a literal sock <laughs> it looks like she's got a little plush of him now too yeah so yeah that's a recent update um you can you, i believe you can get uh or it's coming soon your own little kevin the kitten I just like seeing her recreating her own, like, uh, pop culture pieces. It's very good. In it. 
just like Britney Spears with just like Kevin's there. Yeah, Kevin's all there also. Yeah, she doesn't have uh, some of her older work on her Instagram, but you can you can find it on the links that I'll have featured. Yeah, well, that was awesome. I love I'm in, I love Kevin. All right, so are we continuing into the cavern or are we traveling back to our clan, back to the forest? We're going back to the forest to our uh, favorite pastime. Worrying? Beating up our children because Cinderpelt is teaching Leafpaw fighting moves. All right. They've been training all morning and it's been a good distraction for Leafpaw. So yeah, they're just practicing basic battle moves just in case. As they return to camp, a patrol comes behind them. It's Firestar, Dustpelt, and Sorreltail. Firestar looks more worried than ever. Dustpelt's fur is bristling and his tail is lashing. This whole book has just been this whole book has just been Firestar getting more and more worried. Oh boy. That's our boy. That is our boy. Cinderpelt goes to Firestar, while Leafpaw hurries to Sorreltail. She asks her what's wrong. Sorreltail tells her that WindClan has been stealing prey from them. They found rabbit fur and bones by the stream near Fort Trees. WindClan! 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 Like, at least hide it. Like, that's, that's the worst part. They're not even hiding it well. Well, Leafpaw says the rabbits have vanished, but Sorreltail points out that it's still against the warrior code. In camp, Firestar and Dustpelt are standing by the fresh kill pile. Leafpaw's belly lurches at how small it is. Dustpelt is asking Firestar how is that supposed to feed the whole clan. He needs to do something about Wind Clan. Guys, I, I think we're all getting a little hangry. I don't think murder is the way to get more food. I know it sucks that they're stealing, but like, meh. Firestar shakes his head. They know Tallstar wouldn't allow his warriors to steal prey unless his clan was in real trouble. Dustpelt? Mm -mm. Dustpelt says Tallstar might not know it's happening. That's, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. (laughs) ThunderClan is in trouble too. They don't have prey to spare. Firestar sighs. He knows. Dustpelt says that he's worried about Ferncloud. She's already lost a lot of weight, and she still has three kits to feed. Firestar says that if it goes on, he'll have to start rationing. But they will do something about WindClan, he promises. Firestar summons the clan to the High Rock, and Leafpaw is shocked at how thin her clanmates are. She hadn't noticed the gradual change as food had become harder to find. Fern Cloud. Yeah, my girlfriend keeps giving me fish. <laughs> Fern Cloud, in particular, looks gaunt and exhausted, and her kits are thinner too. They trail after their mother as if they don't have the energy to play. Were all the cats but RiverClan going to starve? Firestar tells the clan about what they discovered on patrol, and Cloudtail thinks they should teach them a lesson. And Mousefur says they should attack right now. Oh, okay, guys. Firestar says no, things are bad enough without a battle. 
Yeah. Speckletail asks what he's going to do. Ask them nicely not to steal their food. I mean, okay. That was my first idea, but I'm not going to say that now. <laughs> Firestar says he'll talk to Tallstar. He's a noble cat. Maybe he doesn't know his warriors have been stealing prey. Yeah. And then Dustpot's like, that's what I said. You took that for me. Cloudtail asks what good talking will do. Blackstar sure didn't listen. Speckletail says, if you ask me, Firestar is crossing clan boundaries far too often. The last cat to ignore borders like that was Tigerstar. And several cats turned to her, hissing fiercely. <laughs> okay, he's not Voldemort. We didn't say his name. Well, no, the fact that she's comparing Firestar to him. Oh, yeah. That is kind of a low yeah, blow. Okay, yeah, that is... Who said that? Speckletail. Uh, what? <laughs> that was that's unexpected, I guess. Uh, Speckletail, okay. Firestar calmly tells her that Tigerstar was trying to satisfy his greed for power. Firestar just wants peace, and Tallstar has always been more reasonable than Blackstar. Firestar doesn't know of any war crimes Tallstar has committed. We <laughs> like Tallstar. Yeah. Greystripe points out that Tallstar was willing to talk when Bluestar wanted to fight. But Thornclaw points out that there wasn't a shortage of prey then. And Mousefur adds that some cats would do anything if their bellies are empty. Firestar tells his clan that that's enough. His mind is made up. All of the clans are in trouble together now. It is not time to start fighting each other. So they aren't going to go looking for a fight, but they also need to bring a strong patrol that Tallstar would have to respect. Leafpaw says this is a bad time for all of them. They should help one another. Why don't they all share fish in the river? Graystripe says yeah. that's for RiverClan to say, not them. And she mumbles. I mean, can they really stop us? Like, we could just start fishing. Yeah, they could. It's not that hard. Well... It is hard, but, you know. Yeah, but they can try. Leafpaw mumbles, embarrassed, that it was just an idea. Firestar says, but not one we can use. Firestar will bring Graystripe, Sandstorm, Dustpelt, Thornclaw, Ashfur, and Cinderpelt with him. Tallstar will listen to a medicine cat if he won't listen to Firestar. And while the patrol had formidable fighters... None of the cats who were arguing for an attack right away were part of the patrol. And as the meeting ended, Leafpaw stayed where she was, her eyes on the ground. It wasn't like a, a real, like, I wasn't, I didn't really feel like a meeting. Huh? Oh yeah, this is a meeting. Yeah, it didn't really feel like a meeting, it just kind of felt like a yell at Firestar. That's what every That's meeting what is. Firestar comes up to her. Well, Leafpaw? She looks up and sees warm affection in her father's eyes. And she feels even more guilty. <laughs> What's all this about fishing? He asks. And Leaf <laughs> and Leafpaw knows that she has to tell the truth. She says Mothwing taught her. She said it was okay because they were both medicine cats. Firestar says they are both medicine cat apprentices. And it seems like they both have a lot to learn. Okay, what do you know about being a medicine cat, Firestar? Well, it's against the warrior code to take another clan's prey, even for medicine cats. 
Leafpaw says she knows and she's sorry. Firestar says, he needs to punish her. She knows that, right? He can't have anyone saying no. that he favors her because she's his daughter. Oh, come on, Firestar, Cinderpelt said as she came up to them. She remembers a couple of cats who took Thunderclan prey across the river to RiverClan when their fish was poisoned. Surely he hasn't forgotten. No, Firestar said. Okay, alright, why does everyone bring up the things I have done in my youth whenever I try to, like, parent my kids? But he and Graystripe had been punished for it. True. He knows it's hard to see other cats go hungry and do nothing about it. But the warrior code makes them what they are. If they can break it whenever they feel like it, where does that leave them? Whatever is happening in the forest, they can't forget what they believe in. Leafpaw apologizes again and manages to stand and look her father in the eye. Cinderpelt tells Firestar to bring her on the patrol. It'll be good experience for her. Honestly, Cinderpelt, Firestar says, exasperated. Some cats would say that's a reward. But very well. They're leaving right, right away. <laughs> Leafpaw thanks her mentor. She knows what she did was stupid. It's just, when Mothwing said it, it sounded like it was okay to take the fish. Cinderpelt snorts. Firestar is right. They have a lot to learn. Yeah, she just wanted- she- no, no, you're full of it, girl. You knew for a fact that it was against it. You just were like, mm, but, like, I like her, so... Leafpaw says she doesn't know if she ever will learn it all. There are warrior rules and medicine cat rules, and it's all very confusing. Cinderpelt tells her gently that it's not just about the rules. Her sympathy for other clans, her willingness to see that sometimes rules should be ignored, is what will make her a good medicine cat. Really? Cinderpelt says, really? Does she remember what she's told her about Yellowfang? She never followed the rules, but was one of the best medicine cats the forest has ever seen. She straight up murdered people. <laughs> her own kid! Leafpaw says she wishes she'd known her. Cinderpelt does too. We all do. But she can pass on what Yellowfang taught her. To truly be a medicine cat lies in the heart. She must be braver than a warrior, wiser than a clan leader, humbler than the smallest kit, and more willing to learn than any apprentice. Leafpaw whispers that she's not sure she can be all that. Well, I am, Cinderpelt says. <laughs> they have the strength of Star Clan with them, after all. As they head to Four Trees, they hear the two-leg monsters that are forcing their way further and further into ThunderClan territory. The rest of the forest is silent. Leaffall is here, but even Leafpaw knows that there should be more prey than this. Closer to Four Trees, the monsters grew distant, and the faint sounds of prey scuffling could be heard. Still, less than usual. They're going to be looking at a harsh and hungry leaf bear. Look, Thornclaw yowled. Two cats leaped across the stream with a small piece of prey, heading for four trees. Hey! Windclan cats, Sandstorm says, bristling. Mudclaw and Tormir. She's sure of it. 
Hey, it's just Mudclaw being a jerk. Right? Isn't Mudclaw such a jerk? He's being a big dingo. Is <laughs> a what? I, I was trying to say dingbat, but I just said dingo. Came up and said dingo. That's okay. He's a dingo. It, it, it's because of our Australian artist was featured today. A dingo. <laughs> Dustpelt and Ashfur sprang after them, but Firestar calls them back. They must not act like they're attacking Wind Clan. He's coming in peace, not oh fury. Oh my god, Firestar! He's You're so lame now. He's coming in peace. Just let us murder without a uh, question. Right? Well, he's coming in peace, not fury, to speak with Tallstar. Ashford said he's letting them go with our fresh kill in their mouths. Firestar says it's more. Yeah, pretty lame, man. Firestar says it's more proof that they're stealing. Tallstar can't ignore what they have to say now. Dustbelt is worried that they'll warn Tallstar and ambush them, but Firestar assures him that Tallstar isn't like that. If he fights them, he'll do it in the open. Is Tallstar dead? No. Okay. Why would he be dead? Because all of his, his cats are just being crazy. Oh, that is true. They approach the border and are met. Can you not? Now my cat's in crazy mode. Yeah, my bud, my bud's now asleep, so. Alright, mine's insane. Um... They approach the border and are met by a group of Wind Clan warriors racing towards them. Tallstar is in the lead. Hey guys, we got caught stealing. What? They stop in front of the Thunder Clan cats and form a line. See, Dustpelt hisses, they're ready for us. The two clans face each other at the border. Wind Clan was thin and hostile. Well, so are we. <laughs> We're all thin and hostile. <laughs> well, Firestar, Tallstar growled, what do you want with us this time? Dun, dun, dun. Okay. Pretty harsh, dude. It is a little harsh, ain't it? But, you know, they're all hangry. Everybody's so, so hangry. Is that where we're stopping Yeah, I think that's where we're stopping for the day. We just finished chapter 8. Got through two whole chapters. Woo! Good job, us. Yeah, we did it. Well, um, folks, if you want to keep in contact with us, you can follow us on Instagram or on Twitter. We are WCWITCast on both of those. Uh, and if you want to keep, if you want to get in contact with us, the way you can do that is uh, via email. Our email is wcwitcast at gmail.com. Uh, all of those zones are spoiler free. Spoiler free zones. They're spoiler free because I can read. Um, <laughs> yeah, so just don't spend send spoilers, please. Thank you guys so much for listening. Oh, we appreciate you all yeah, so much. Because I'm Ember Heart and I'm Tangle Tongue, and this has been Warrior Cats. What is that?